1: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I have in my hand a, a publication, a new book, which has been written about management of people uh, at the two different sides of the pandemic and how COVID-19 has changed the management of people and a new approach to managing people and managing teams uh, post pandemic the author is dr monica murphy who joins me i will by the way speak to bernie later uh, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll hear that after um but dr monica murphy is the author of this book it's a, it's it's an unusual title um monica the manager's handbook for a new world of work your your premise being that covid has and must change the way we work and manage good morning
2: Good morning, CJ, and thank you for having me. Um, Yeah, so the book, I suppose it was really, I started it before COVID um, in in the work that I do in my business Um, for the last 11 years. I've been designing and delivering sort of training, support, coaching, interventions for organizations um, and their teams and their staff. Um, So there were certain patterns sort of emerging already, I think, pre-COVID in terms of People's prioritising their flexibility, wanting more uh, focus on wellness at work. Really not being prepared, I suppose, to sacrifice their personal well-being any longer for for a job. And I think the great resignation was beginning before COVID anyway, and then COVID just sped everything up, um, and people had time to reflect on how they're living their lives, how they're spending their time, mm. um, you know, why they were so stressed, the impact on their families, the impacts on their relationships, and I think that's. Part partly what's causing this massive sh- staff shortage that we see currently. So anyway, I began to write the book pre-COVID, as I say, and then uh, it was kind of was lucky for me because i you know my my work would have taken me traveling a lot and so then i was kind of grounded and i got to focus on the writing and getting it uh, getting it committed to to paper and such um but as i was writing it obviously i was i was looking at trends emerging um in terms of how people will are managed and will be managed in the future
1: yeah.
2: um and obviously there's some key changes emerging that people can see already
1: yeah one observation just in my own particular circle is that the pandemic has taught us to grasp again and value our work-life balance. And a lot of people have, have discovered that during the last number of years and said, well, they'll be damned if they let that go Absolutely,
2: absolutely. And I think, you know, the last 100 years of command and control and, and you do what the boss tells you and the boss says jump and you say how high and work is absolute king and queen and we all serve it. That's gone, and it's if it's not gone for in your in in you know whoever's listening in, it's going. And us as employers, and I'm I'm an employer myself, we need to realise that very quickly. And then the managers in our organisations, and this is kind of the title of the book, was the manager's handbook, because I believe that managers kind of get a raw deal. You know, there's a lot of titles about leadership and a lot of studies on leadership, whereas managers are those middle people in an organization who literally hold the whole thing together. They've got to make sure there's enough staff on the rota, they've got to make sure that the customers are served, that the orders are sent out. And then the leaders are the people who, you know, strategize and obviously come up with very good ideas and visions and manage the financials. But this book is specifically for managers who Mm -hmm. are being handed this complete challenge of how do I do this? How do I manage a team where half of them are at home and half of them are in the office? You know, so it's really to give them a support tool and it's written and I'm glad you've received it. It's like it's, it's a handbook. So you can write on it. You can squiggle on it. You can reflect on your own management style Um, This is the start of something completely new for all of us. So it's just my sort of um, seven chapters on where you get, how you can get started. And Mm. just to draw listeners' attention to chapter two in particular, they are not your people. That's exactly where I was going to go
1: with you, Monica, because they are not your people. What do you mean by that?
2: Well, over the last 11 years, and even before that, when I worked in large multinational organisations, it's not unusual to hear leaders and managers referring to staff as my team, my people, they work for me, they work under me, they report into me, and people don't appreciate that anymore. People are their own bosses. They're their own people. They have their own ideas, their own visions. Obviously, they can be part of an organization and can help to meet the objectives of it. But the idea that you belong to an organization for 20, 30, 40 years of your life is gone. And the sooner we get to grips with that, the better. If we get, if we have somebody now who contributes to our business for two, three, four years, that's that's good. Um, and so it's it's just kind of to remind managers that, and indeed, our business owners, the staff are not your people. They do not belong to you. They never were. So, take, you know, um, somebody, all someone has to do is come in with their letter of resignation and the game is over. So really, the rest of the handbook is about how you motivate, engage, mm. build trust, accountability, so that those things don't happen. Or at least you build longer, better, more two-way relationships with your mm. team.
1: How we communicate, you say, is changing, how management or leaders must communicate. The, the, the days of just issuing an order and people blindly following it are gone.
2: Yeah, and and, and I, I think it's refreshing to see people questioning things. Now, obviously, there's a balance to how much people would push back or question. But generally, it's a good thing on teams and in organizations where people have the ability. It's called psychological safety, that they are safe to to ask questions about how we're doing things. Could we do things differently? Could we do things better? Um, So the communication and and we, we have a course actually being issued today on digital leadership and literacy because in the last two years, specifically when we've been working with managers, I'm finding a trend that there's a bit of fear around digital literacy. And what I mean by that is the ability to use Zoom and not just to click on a link and join. I'm talking about really leading the way with Zoom, which managers are going to have to do with Microsoft Teams, with all the other platforms to be able to get a good engaging meeting going to be able to, you know, really use those platforms to the best of their ability. And a lot of managers, I find, you know, they want people back in the office. And when you ask them why, they say, because I can see them, we can share ideas, we can. And there is a certain amount of that. There's physical exchange of ideas, but it's certainly not the full story. I think the other part of the story is fear that managers and sometimes leaders, they're not fully as, as um, literate with technology mm. as they might might be.
1: Is there an um, amount, though, Monica, is there an amount of, for want of a better term, control freakery? As in, uh, you know, you're. why do you want to do your job at home three days a week and be in here just two days? Why can't you be in here five days? And to which the response is, but you give me tasks to complete they're completed what does it matter if i'm doing them on the moon
2: yeah absolutely and 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 this is where i think the great you know shift is coming in management that we're going to have to get to grips with um and and it is scary you know we're we're coming from a model that's over 100 years old where we can see people they show up physically somewhere um, and we can see them. But the, the truth of it is, I think PJ, like a lot of people, weren't fully productive in work for those five days a week, um, from the nine to five. So you know, why not let people sort of batch their productivity into shorter spurts of time, or whatever works for them, and let them be at the school gates to pick up their kids, or let them be cooking mm-hmm. their. Their their dinner or whatever, ringing in a wash or putting out something or visiting a family member at lunchtime, you know. There's there's uh, there's wins in this for all of us yeah. if we can kind of set aside some of our own pre, pre you know, kind of pre cooked expectations yeah. of what it means to be at work.
1: I've talked a lot about um, what I call, and I think a lot. I th- I I spoke to the director of Shopify. You'll have heard of them. Mm, um, yeah. I, I I'm a big fan myself of task based working, and what I mean by that is Monica. In in my day, I have, let's say, I have eight tasks to complete. Sure. And if I can complete those eight tasks in between running to the school, in between taking a walk with my dog, and maybe if I can get them all done by four and not five, then that should be perfectly fine.
2: Absolutely. 100% agree. And I'll tell you, PJ, part of the reason I left work and started my own business was I felt my time wasn't my own. I was 32 years of age. I had to ask permission for three or four people to go to the bank to do some personal business. And I just thought, no, I've had enough of this. I'm, I'm 32. I'm a good worker. I'm trustworthy. Mm. I'm not on the DOS. And yet I have to jump through all these hoops yeah. to get permission to go. That day's over. You know, you're just not going to get staff mm. if they're... Because I'll give you one example. I'm working with a client in the UK. and am tr- trying to help them recruit some senior people. And they got some really good CVs in And the the HR person made, you know, initial calls to them just to kind of suss them out and see if they'd come in for interview. And when I spoke to her um, a couple of days later, she said all but one of them had pulled out, had, you know, kind of taken their CVs off the table. And I was really surprised because it was a really good job, really good pay and everything. And I said, God, what was the reason for that? And she said... They all asked, Was there any option, opportunity for flexible working or remote working? Mm. And the, you know, the, her, the, her management, the management had, or the, the senior leader, the owner of the business ultimately had said no they wanted the person in the office five days a week and everybody pulled out bar one person who subsequently pulled out as well so it is it is the employer is in charge here so Mm. i guess the handbook is just kind of a little support document to to say to the managers look don't panic mm. you know there is ways around this
1: how, how to be a better boss is a simplification of the title i think
2: yeah, absolutely. I should have. I should have consulted you in advance. I suppose. <laughs> the reason, the reason for the handbook was that I I read a lot, and what bothers me about some books is that they flip up in your face. You know, when you're reading, yeah. you're trying to have your conflicts or everything, and they kind of flip back up in your yeah. face. Whereas this is is a handbook, so you can actually, you know, you can carry it, you can yeah. write on it, you can scribble on it. It's 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 okay. that sort of design, and, and, and it's then the very easy to read
1: is, and very easy to get through it, and and and. Well, thank you. You know, it really and is, and a lot of sense in it too.
2: Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that and and I've just um just managed to get it into two bookshops last week so the middleton middleton books in middleton stock have have a couple of copies and as do formoy books in frommoy mm-hmm. and then it's available on our website www.moneredevelopmentservices.com. development
1: services so. okay great i, I will mention yeah. that again as to where it is and uh, is it available as an e-book
2: it is. Yeah. It's available as an ebook as well. Um, it's, we can, we can send it, to, we we have it actually on the website as well. So it can be downloaded from there either, whichever suits people. Um, yeah, and look, thank you for the for the opportunity to talk about it. I hope it's of use to people. You know, there's a lot of stuff coming from America and Europe, and I think we have a good handle on it here ourselves in Ireland. Mm. So it's nice. To, you know, it's it has an Irish perspective to it, and um, you'll see some references in there to Irish culture as opposed to the usual baseball that we find. Yeah. Um it's more like you're more likely to see a reference to GA games or to our own our, our own um, culture here in Ireland so I hope people appreciate it and I hope they enjoy it.
1: Excellent listen thank you very much good to speak with you and good luck with the book that's Dr Monica Murphy the author of a book called The Manager's Handbook for a New World of Work which as I said she could also subtitle How to Be a Better Boss uh, but the idea that in 2022 that if you're trying to hire someone and they say well the job could be done from home a bit so I'd like to do it from home a bit and if you're going to say no that's not going to happen I need you in the office five days a week then you're not going to get that person and the work-life balance I don't know about you if you have any thoughts on it, I'd love to hear from you um, did your work-life balance become Courts 96 FM
0: Planning for your next trip?